welcome back to the ROI podcast, everybody. I hope you are having an amazing day out there. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Shane Simmons, and I've got the Associate Dean of Academic Programs for the Kelly School of Business, Mr. Phil Powell, next to me here. And we have a really cool episode today. As you know, we are a few episodes into our CEO series now where we've been interviewing some amazing executives and figuring out what has helped them elevate their careers so that they can have their best life both in business and personal. Well, in today's episode, we're talking to someone who you could call a CEO to CEOs. His name is Faraz Abazi, and he's a Kelly School graduate who's the senior managing partner at Centerfield Capital, a private equity firm here in downtown Indianapolis. And Phil, I know you've known Faraz for some time now. Absolutely. I knew Faraz as a student in the Evening MBA program. During the program, he made a decision that he wanted to go into private equity. And to make that jump, he approached Centerfield Capital to volunteer his time. And now he finds himself as managing partner. Been very successful. Classic example of go after what you want to do. Because he has an engineering background, right? Absolutely. Engineer turned finance. Exactly. And now he finds himself in a situation of investing, making investment decisions in new businesses. So he brings phenomenal wisdom to the table. I'm glad we can have him in our episode today. You know, I started my chat with Faraz talking about what are the factors that determine whether or not a venture fund chooses to invest in a company. Yeah, so, so the common uh, sentence in our industry is we are investing in management. We're not investing in the company necessarily. So a management team holds a the most critical component of our investment thesis. I mean, outside of market growth, market opportunity, outside of uh, historical growth, margins, uh, competitive advantages, whatever we look at from our investment criteria checklist. But the most important part, uh, point I would make is when management teams are, have a strong track record and they're putting skin in the game. So we've done a ton of analysis over 18 years, uh, Phil, where We've looked at what has worked for us and what does not work. And the one thing which sticks out is when management team has skin in the game. So they're reinvesting their capital, they take some chips out of the table, or for, for the first time they're becoming investors in the company. So one of the first thing Faraz looks for is does the management team have skin in the game? Does the management team have some of their own personal money invested in the company? Because that means they're going to make decisions that are not only in the interest of the company, but also in their own individual interest. That's just the first thing you look for. But the second thing you look for, and probably more important for long-term success, is what's the first impression you get of the CEO? What's the characteristic of the leader that you're going to be working with? When we go to a management presentation, where the management team is presenting to us an investment opportunity, and if several people are on their cell phones, that's you know, we walk out. I mean, we, we try to wrap the meeting up pretty quick, that they're not engaged, fully engaged with the, with the conversation. If management team is not engaged and it's a, it's a team where, um, you know, we feel that one person is talking in the whole management presentation, not a lot of people are participating, not the whole team is participating, that's a pretty big negative for us as well. Uh, a red flag where this person who's leading the organization as a control freak or 
you know, he's he's the one who kind of uh, is demanding or controlling the whole conversation. That's a pretty big negative. We'd like to t- uh, get a chance to speak to each member of the management team and look at their management depth. You know, it's a, again, we're not investing in one person. We're investing in a whole team. So for those of you seeking venture capital or seeking investment in your idea, think about what Faraz just mentioned. It's not always about the idea or the product or the intellectual property or the invention. A lot of people think that's the most important thing. What Faraz has told us that overlaying that is the quality of the management team, the quality of the leadership. And you might have a really good product, but if you don't have the right leadership team and the right CEO to execute the business model, it's not worth the investment. But of course, then that begs the question, what are specific traits that investors are looking for? Here's Faraz's response. I would say the knowledge. The knowledge these people. So I'll give you a quick example. So we invested in a in an outdoor gaming product company in Westfield, Indiana, and the, it was a company which, in the initial review, didn't pass the f- smell test because of its size and you know, um, the, literally because of its size. It was a smaller company. We typically invest in companies with four million of EBITDA and plus. So because it's local, we said, well, you know, let, let's just talk to the management team and you know, discuss the company a little bit further. And the other risk was it was a, we thought it was a one-product company, outdoor gaming, but mostly um, cornhole and beanbag games. But long story short, we went and visited the management team, spoke with them. I mean, they really wowed us uh, in terms of the knowledge they had. They, they seemed like not only knowledgeable, really partnership-driven people. So that, you know... We took the, that meeting, we came back, we said, well, this is a company we really want to go after and invest in. So to all of you business owners or executives out there looking for investors, Faraz mentions knowledge and having a partnership-driven attitude. That's a big win. The other big win is where the CEO has built such a good team that they have a strong succession plan. So if, if, if they get hit by a truck and they have enough people in place where they can, the company will still survive and, and thrive uh, without them. And that, again, that bodes to a higher valuation for those kind of businesses. And we don't, it's, not un, it's not common to see those kind of CEOs in our businesses where, again, these are oftentimes we augment the CEO in, in place already with other people where um, in three to five years the CEO will retire and the, you know, the next tier management team will take over because of that reason. So here's the lesson Faraz really wants our listeners to take away. You may have a great product or service, but without great executive leadership, those businesses don't look nearly attractive in the long term for investors or for those who have some sort of stake in the company. And this is especially important if you're looking to raise capital for that business to get it off the ground or to really scale it. And that's what I really thought was interesting, Phil, is, again, re-emphasizing that it's not always about the product. The product could be amazing or the service could be fantastic, but if you don't see those great leadership traits at the top, it becomes a much more risky investment. It's really this simple. A good venture capitalist, when she gets a business plan, first turns to the leadership bios and if they pass that test then they look at the business model and the product so it's the complete opposite of what you think and that's the way smart money follows smart opportunity 
It's really interesting, and it was fascinating to hear for us talk about that. And as I listened through this interview, Phil, I picked up on something that Faraz talked about, and that is um, the best executives know how to let go faster. They know how to surround themselves with individuals who can take care of a lot of the day-to-day operations, and they have the big picture vision and ensure that the company is aligning with that. I thought that was really interesting because I think at times, sometimes we can get too, uh, too much into the weeds. If you're going to be an effective executive, Shane, you have to scale yourself which means you constantly have to be shedding tasks so that in the end, as chief executive officer, you're really the chief communicator and the chief inspirer and the chief coach. And that's what you do 24-7 if you're truly leading the company. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the ROI Podcast. We want to thank Faraz Abazi for being on the show and giving us an inside look at what investors are looking for in leadership before they're making that investment. And of course, we'll be right back here next week talking about some of the traps to avoid as an executive, but also some of the day-to-day things that they are doing and what some of the days look like for CEOs. This is going to be a really fascinating episode. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to the ROI podcast on iTunes and keep up with everything we're doing over there. And we'll talk to you all right here next week on the ROI podcast.